Good morning. It is a chilly again, Monday, April 25th, 2022, and this is DC Signal to Noise. Since we last talked, two new studies into the potential impacts of the Cattle Market Price Discovery and Transparency Act were completed and released. Fighting continued in Ukraine, but there are some reports that Ukrainian farmers have decided to farm on. Spring crops are being planted in some locations. Cold and wet gave way to warm and windy, then warm and rainy, and the forecast for the last full week of April looks more like it should for the first week of the month. Corn sales to China were confirmed. The Cincinnati Reds snapped an 11-game losing streak. The Cubs dropped two games below 500 in the Nationals. Well, the Nationals are trying to figure out if they can play themselves out of contention in April. Good morning, Jim. How are you? And they can and they will. <laughs> and we they are. Just is what it looks like. Do not have a good team. I've got my new Warby Parker glasses. And, you know, about every four sets of glasses, you get one that you really like. And this could be it. And I'm pretty negative, oh. but this could be it. Oh, goodness. You, you must really like those. I, I like them. They're big. Right. They're big. They're big. <laughs> All right. How are you, buddy? Anything happening over the weekend? Uh, well, hopefully I'll get my SUV back after the squirrel ate. I got vivid <laughs> pictures for people if they want to see. They chewed through that soy oil uh, uh, wrapping around my wire. So to the tune of $1,600. Oh, good grief. Good grief. You know, there's something you can do about that. I'm just saying. I can I'm park in the garage, but that's my man cave. But thank goodness for State <laughs> Farm Insurance and comprehensive insurance. Love it. Love it. All right. You know, I'm going to throw this out there a couple of times during the show or during the, the conversation today, Jim. If you want to participate in the uh, in the conversation, we'd love to have you do that. There is a comments tab on your page. Click on that. It'll open up a uh, dialogue box for you. Type it in there. I'll be watching for it. Jim will be watching for it. And even Joe, uh, our producer, will be, will be watching for it. Jim, I want to go back to something last week that I thought was, uh, was, was really unique that happened for agriculture. And the FBI put out a warning to farmers and elevators to be watching for those cyber attacks, the ransomware attacks. It, it, I don't recall that happening before. Yeah, it has happened before. Okay, but but, but they made a big to do more of to, to to do about it. You know, this time. So I don't know whether they suspect more or not, especially with the war. You know, right. in 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 Ukraine, and and you know, the pariah Putin is trying to stop. Ukrainian production. So why wouldn't he want to stop uh, ours as well? Right, right. Absolutely. And it does take us right back to what is happening in Ukraine. The U.S. is offering additional military support um, and uh, frankly, a lot more money to aid Ukraine in, the, in their efforts to turn Russia back. And they're getting the type of, or will be getting the type of weapons, uh, uh, you know, chip that could take them into the winning category if they get them on time. And that I think has become more and more of the goal, hasn't it, Jim? A clear victory for Ukraine. Uh, absolutely. I think the country, our country, waited too late to get going there. I think we tried to dance. We were fearing what 
uh, Putin may be, do, but that's, you know, no, no way to do things like that. So yeah. I think that they see nothing is going to stop him pell-mell of uh, uh, going into other countries, by the way. That was the message you got from uh, uh, our top officials, that he's right. not going to stop. Uh, he will not stop with Ukraine. Right. And Blinken was in Kiev over the weekend, wasn't he? They were both. And our defense secretary. Yes. Okay. It was a so-called secret, but it was leaking like a sieve last week. And I know a lot of reporters probably kept it quiet for, you know, <clears throat> security concerns. Right. Right. Anything in particular that we need to know about that happened at that meeting? Uh, we haven't had the full readouts yet, but uh, they, they they made it clear to the Ukrainian uh, leader that he is not going to get more uh, monetary aid, but he's going to get some hefty military aid and not just from the United Good. States. Okay. All right. Uh, another foreign happening that I think we need to be keeping really close track of is what's happening in China. Uh, parts of Beijing are in a lockdown. There's still widespread lockdowns. It, it, I, I, the, the number of people under lockdown is it's like right at 400 million people, something it, it's crazy, man. Yes. And it got, I, when I was doing the early news and markets, Chip, you could just feel this is on the financial side, this is going to be an ugly day in the equities because you saw a major downturn in Chinese, uh, equities uh, because of the uh, growing escalation of COVID cases. Now, if you expand that to Beijing, we're talking impacts, Chip, and the logistics uh, snafus are going to increase, not decrease. So that brings us into the world logistics uh, area as well. A number of U.S. companies over there, including Tesla, are saying this could set it back about three months. Yeah. And every chance, every chance the the Chinese people that are in those lockdown situations, when they get a chance to get out and get some food, it's a scramble to get it because there's it. It looks like the shortages that many have feared are really starting to develop. Yeah, they are, and and uh, they're not equipped with the number of people they have in in these two huge cities, uh, Shanghai and Beijing, to cope with food logistic uh, you know, concerns. So again, I, I think it's going to get pretty ugly over there, Chip. Yeah. Uh, to have one global leader or leader of a country that, that can have a major impact on uh, global political affairs kind of backed into a corner and, and wondering what Putin's next step is going to be. That's one thing. To have two at the same time that are dealing with with, with uh, uh, domestic issues and and so on. It just uh, it it creates a, a level of tension that I'm not used to. Well, yeah, and you don't want another diversion like what Putin no. did in Russia because his numbers were going down. And where did he go? He went into Ukraine. This is not a prediction that Xi is going to go into Taiwan. But, boy, uh, Xi's got this party Congress coming up in November, and it's clear that their zero COVID case uh, you know, you know, policy was not the right approach. But uh, he, he's not going to move until after that party Congress. Right. Uh, the Rockefeller Foundation over the weekend called for debt relief and emergency aid to the poor nations. 
to avert massive immediate food crisis. Uh, the comments from U.S. Treasury Secretary Yellen last week about um, that steps, measures need to be taken to avoid that. It, it's it's uh, it's it feels like it's a planning for the worst scenario. Uh, we could have a worst case scenario, Chip. And again, I don't like to say these things that uh, as a as a history student, I've, I've been here before. And this is increasing, not decreasing. A little updated news here from the U.S. side, Chip. USDA came out this morning at eight o'clock um, uh, central time with the food price forecast uh, update. And once again, all, all food and grocery store price forecasts were increased. A 14-year high in food price inflation, the biggest increases since 2008. Restaurant prices are the only area that was not increased this month. That's the kind of bottom line of the report this morning. Yeah. Yeah. So when you've got your food prices up that much, but restaurant prices aren't, the, the health of the restaurant industry in this country is declining it's not improving right now there there was that big uptick on the you know let's get everybody back to normal and get people back out and eating again uh they had that resurgence but the labor issues jim they they, they're having a tough time getting over that yeah you know i had a very good friend paul myers you know him just returned from hawaii trip with his entire family and he said he could not believe the number of tourists. They, it was hard getting in restaurants there. Hmm. So the travel, at least to Hawaii, has really uh, increased. Yeah, yeah. And I think there are people that are getting out and about. I've got some friends and family that are, that are in Nashville over the weekend that uh, it, it, they are getting, these, these places are getting back to normal, which is a great thing, but there's still confusion in the air, you know, yeah. in air travel on whether or not you got to have a mask and where, when, and how. Well, I'm going to find out Friday. I go to Fort Myers to an RCIS meeting, oh. and then I travel over the weekend to Kansas City to a uh, SEPA meeting. So I'm going to, I'm going to check it out. I think I have Delta and United and at least both of those airlines have said, you don't have to wear a mask. I hope it continues uh, yeah. while I travel because I, I can't wait to travel without a mask. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, last week, the Biden administration cabinet officials were out on the road, really, uh, uh, promoting the infrastructure spending, Jim, and and the projects that are being launched. That's going to continue for a little while. That will continue. But, you know, consumers are in no mood uh, for tell me uh, how great you are type of speeches. And that's really what it is. I don't blame the administration for touting it. I think it was one of the few bipartisan my bipartisan victories that they have and uh, goodness knows that our infrastructure needs the investment not only improvements but the fixing uh, 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 around the panoply of uh, things the river our great river systems yep. our railroad systems etc but uh, with this infl- inflation that's the tax and you see it every day not only at the at the pump 
but uh, in 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 food stores. And I, when I go to the food store, I'm hearing it big time on the complaints. Like, wow! And I'm seeing more pencil pushing with the calculators yeah. at the that that I've seen in years. So yeah. that, that tells you the uh, impact. Right. Right. No doubt about it. Okay. Let's talk about the rail situation. Uh, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg is uh, is going to be making some comments on the efforts to resolve the the rail service delays. And I'm not exactly sure how this all started, Jim. Well, you know, uh, the. You know, Surface Transportation Board, STB, is, ha- is holding this week two public hearings, uh, you know, on and the Biden administration officials, including, as you said, Buttigieg and uh, um, uh, Jewel Bronau, the uh, USDA deputy secretary, are going to be among the many people going to testify. Also, executives from all the major railways, uh, Chip. So that should prove an interesting two days to get to the bottom, hopefully, of some of these uh, uh, estimates of how long it's going to return to so-called normal service. Uh, the piggyback issue uh, is agriculture being identified as a priority uh, item uh, on this that hasn't been that hasn't been the case, uh, you know, before. So we're going to have, this is the week to air out the issues on, on the transportation side. Yeah. And I think it's going to be aired out big time. Now, Friday on the, the free for all on AgriTalk, Sean Haney from real agriculture was talking about uh, it. It centers around uh, companies like CF industry wanting to put the, their private cars on the United Pacific lines Uh which, which is common practice, but they're just not getting the access that they once had. Yeah. So it's um, it, it's a real issue. There's no question. Um, Darren Kopic from the Ag Retailers Association is going to be on AgriTalk this morning, and we're going to talk about the impact that the ag retail industry is is feeling because of the slowdown in rail shipments, but. Timing couldn't be worse for CF industry and other fertilizer providers to lose space on the rail lines, Jim. No, no, I, I agree. And hopefully the issue of fertilizer delivery, not only the supply situation, but can the railways take accelerated uh, shipment of whatever uh, fertilizer and other ag chemicals are available? Hopefully that issue will be brought up in, in uh, either Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, on, is- the, on the logistics side, I reported this morning that uh, the congestion chip at the ports of uh, L.A. and uh, Long Beach have worsened in March. So we're, we're taking a step back. Uh, they ended three straight months of improvement. So uh, I, I think we have a snap back in place. Okay. All right. Um, one other thing that happened over the weekend that I think we need to talk about quickly before we get really into the week ahead. And Macron uh, won another French presidency. I don't know if it was a surprise or not, but he didn't have a whole lot of support going into it. No, but the margin was uh, some bit larger than the late polls were suggesting. So uh, interestingly so, the White House chief of staff, Ron Klain, tweeted, uh, I think jokingly, that Hmm. Uh, because Macron's uh, 
popularity was what very low 36 yeah. or 38 percent and he still and he still won and ron Klain said the famous hmm uh yeah. referring to you know biden's low numbers yeah <laughs> what what that shows is you can you can have a low approval rating but you still got to put competition up against them uh that's true and <laughs> he had been there before and it got too dicey at this time because uh she could easily be attacked by being too close to putin and that was not the right timing for her right and macron also uh compared her to former president trump and said listen if you're casting a vote for her you're casting a vote for for president trump if you're voting yeah. for her you're voting for brexit let's not make some of the same mistakes that that's that was his line and the and the french uh the french voters they they kind of swarmed to it at the last moment yeah i think he got just over 58% of the vote but you know yeah. it was the lowest number in a lot of years there so that tells you too the enthusiasm gap in france well it, it, i i i believe i also saw something over the over the weekend that it was on average the youngest group of voters hmm. in france in a long time so it's the older voters that have kind of thrown their hands in the air and said, listen, we don't want anything to do with this anymore. Yeah. Huh. Be interesting here because November 8th midterm elections, right. usually younger people do not vote to the degree in midterm elections. So we'll have right. to see if that's the case. Although the younger voters are, are quite negative now on, 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 on president Biden as well, you know, you know based on some of the latest. Well, votes. Okay, lawmakers are expected to take that up here this week. Uh, both the House and the Senate are back, and the Democrats are there. They want to take quick action on a couple of key issues. You got the student loans, you got the drug prices. And this morning, I heard a proposal for a $30 minimum wage. <laughs> Why not make it 100 that means Bernie's running for president, <laughs> Bernie Sanders. I don't feel the burn there. Uh, I, these are Start with student loan forgiveness. Uh, I'll tell you, I was at a dinner not too long ago with the House editor for the Cook Political Report, uh, David Wasserman, and I was telling him that uh, I think this will be announced pretty late in the campaign before November 8th. Uh, by the White House. And Dave said, you know, he didn't know how that cut totally, you know, you, you know, for the Democrats, because there there's mixed opinions on that issue. If you outright forgive the debt, uh, what about all those uh, kids and parents who paid off uh, that, that, you know, college tuition? So I, I think that they'll just keep on extending the repayment. Uh, so, but this is a big issue in colleges. I'll tell you that as well. It should because huge amounts to repay to be repaid. They don't want to pay it. Okay. What about on drug pricing? Uh, there, there will be something on drug prices. Right. Popular, right. Popular. Yeah, on both sides. Yes, and I would uh, weakly believe that the Democrats will have another reconciliation bill, Chip, and that's where it's going to include some of the energy provisions that they want and have really been dealing with Joe Manchin, the Democrat from centrist Democrat from West Virginia. And, and, and that's why all these letters are starting to come out 
through like last week, urging uh, the sustainable aviation fuel credit and things like yeah. that. So the lobbyists are gearing up for an eventual vote. And, and I, I really think I, I, uh, I see it coming. Uh, so-called down payment on their, on their new Green Deal. Okay. Well, I, the, the infrastructure for the sustainable aviation fuel, we talked with Jordan Fife from BioUrgia about it last week. The Colonial Pipeline can already handle it and deliver it, I think, to seven major airports on the East Coast it, directly to them. Yeah. The infrastructure is getting out in front of the supply. That's an amazing feat in the biofuels industry. Yes, I like when infrastructure is ahead. Yeah, I, I really do. That's like out here in the east. My county, Loudon, learned learned from Fairfax County that you build the schools and the off ramps and the roads before your population surges. And because we saw how Fairfax County didn't do it right, so uh, I like infrastructure to be anticipatory. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Okay. Okay, uh, there were two studies released last week, one from a group of um, ag economists, a distinguished group yes, very of much. ag economists, and the second from Texas A&M. The, the consortium study that was released, Jim, that, it, it basically said that the cattle uh, price discovery and market uh, Transparency Act uh, provides no benefit to cattle producers. Yeah, and, and will increase costs by hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, uh, the the data. If we wanted to go on the data, now you can, you know, this was a broad brush of land grant university ag economist, mm -hmm. as you said, the working group, and then you have very well respected. Uh, analyst at Texas A&M, uh, the ag policy, you, you know, people do an update based on the revised bill. And although they, they modified some of the impact of the initial legislation, it would have a draconian impact on Southern producers. Uh, that was clear in the uh, 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 in the analysis. So uh, again, I, I know Grassley kind of poo-poos some of the stuff, but this is pretty pretty rich academic peer peer group uh, looking at this uh, impact. So I, I just think, uh, although I respect the senator from Iowa, uh, he thinks that uh, I think he's right by saying it'll come out of the committee in a vote. I'm not quite so sure on the floor because look at all those Southern senators uh, who are going to look at these uh, well, bona fide reports and saying, do I want to support this? Right. And the report out of Texas A&M, it really showed that if we're going to see a vast majority of the increase in cash negotiated trade would have to take place in the Southern markets. Uh, yes. We're doing plenty in the Northern markets. Yes. Um, and so that means don't just think of it as more negotiated cash trade. Also think about it as less use of the AMAs, the alternative uh, marketing arrangements that have become very popular with the producers, with the feed yard, with the, with the packers in that Southern market. And it's, 
it, Jim, this whole thing is, is one of the reasons that it really troubles me is why did this whole conversation get started? It got started because of the big four making big money while the feed yards were making were, were losing big money. So that was a packer versus producer. It's now evolved or morphed into a northern cattle finisher versus southern cattle finisher. And you, you, I hate those kinds of fractures in any kind of the ag industry. It, uh, it normally doesn't end well when you've got quantity fighting quality. You're, in in this kind of a market, you hit the nail on the head, and that's where mistakes can be made. Yeah. Chip. So yeah. we're we're gonna have to see. Before I forget, uh, Gary Rasmussen uh, mentioned oh, yeah. student debt. The largest and increasing voting group has college debt. Not a question of if, but when. Uh, you know, in theory, I agree with that, but it it. Uh, <laughs> it would cost a huge amount of taxpayer money. Now, did you see the follow-up that he made there? The, the main, main reason? reason this group understands they will not see a nickel of social security. Mm. See, I used to think the same thing for me. And the closer I get to it, the more I think, well, maybe, maybe someday I am going to see at least some of a social security check. Do I have a chance? Yeah. <laughs> You, I think yeah. so. You have yeah. a chance to see it, but your what kid, about my daughter? Yeah, you know, that, that's that, you know, yeah, jump ball, yeah. a jump ball, you know. Right. But again, on this issue, what does that signal give to people who are just now going to college? Right, you know, do they how can with with a straight face can they take out a loan to go to college if they're not going to their heart says they're not going to repay it? I, I just, right. I don't. That's the, the we've broken down that system. Did it's called, all that money? Did they think they were not going to have to pay it? Yeah, it's called skin in the game. Uh, yes, you yeah. know, <laughs> you you've got to have ownership of that debt, and if you've got ownership of the debt, then you've got ownership of your career and and your responsibility to pay it back. Yes, that's how I see it. Uh, okay, uh, we're going to get the farm bill. Uh, up and debate conversation really up and running in this on the Senate side by the, the end Senate. of the week. Yeah. Cause yeah. the house has already done yeah, it. The house it's, is already uh, there. Very, uh, uh, contentious, uh, hearings in a number of occasions, but they're going to have a field hearing. And I always like field hearings. The first one is legitimately it's where the Senate ag, you know, chairwoman Debbie Stabenow, uh, resides in Michigan. And, uh, that'll really begin the process chip. And, uh, you know, you got to look at the groups who are going to, you know, be represented and things like that. But I'd much rather send it outside Washington to hear the, the, uh, grassroots, uh, uh, approach yeah okay jim we've only got a couple of minutes left here you know what i like to do here at the end let's open it up to you kind of freestyling what else are you really watching this week well, the House appropriations hearings are go through almost every day this week, and we're going to hear from uh, Secretary Vilsack. We're going to hear on Friday from EPA Administrator Michael Regan. So there's the opportunity for lawmakers to really cast a, a wide net on, on some key issues. I hope Vilsack is asked about whatever they're calling the WIP Plus now. They changed the name. 
about the rollout for the 2020 and 2021 eligible crops, because that continues to be an email I frequently get, but I always have to answer back. Uh, they said May, and we're getting close to it, so uh, hopefully we'll get an update you know, from uh, the uh, Ag Secretary uh, on that. Uh, the other big issues, we have a Supreme Court uh, uh, right. ruling coming up on prayer in sports, you know, that'll be of note. Uh, and you have uh, some of the, uh, some good news is that they approved another Michigan, I think, plant for accelerated yeah. line speeds chip. Oh, yep. oh, that was cold that, water. That happened late uh, uh, Friday. And, yep. you know, I noticed this on the weekend. I have time to go through all my emails. Uh, you you know Proposition 12. You know, last yeah. month the Supreme Court agreed to hear the case from the MPPC and, and Farm Bureau. Uh, last week, Chip, Senators Dianne Feinstein, Democrat California, Alex Padilla, Democrat California, Cory Booker, Democrat New Jersey, and Senate Ag Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow from Michigan all called on Vilsack to support the Proposition 12 in the case. Now, that's that caught my eye, especially with Stabenow, because the mainstream groups in agriculture are definitely on the opposite side of this. Oh, yeah. they, they know for reasons we've, we've discussed that yeah. if, if you allow that to go, there's the template that activist strident groups are going to use against agriculture beyond the poultry and eggs, which already face it, and the pork industry, they'll have the template to come out after mainstream agriculture. Right, right. Yeah, this is going to be a precedent-setting case in so many ways that uh, um, it, it it's very important that that animal agriculture get a fair shake on this one and, and uh, producers know how to best care for the animals that they've got in their care. Yes, and we're going to see whether or not NCBA comes out officially with a revised approach to this cash marketing. Right. Chip. So right. That, that could surface any any day now. Uh, another one that I'm going to be watching pretty close, Leo Brainerd is going to be considered nomination to be vice chairman of the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve. Yes, I think that will eventually be approved. But, you know, we're seeing a lot of more targeted criticism of our federal reserve the economist their cover story was how the fed failed uh so uh the, the, to in order for them to get their uh soft landing it, it's going to be extremely difficult and the confidence of our fed is just not there at this particular time again right. i i hate to see that chip okay all right, Jim. I think that's a wrap, isn't it? I think it is. I think All right. Is. Don't forget this morning on AgriTalk, Darren Kopic, president and CEO of the Ag Retailers Association, is going to give us some perspective on what the rail lines in Union Pacific uh, is doing by restricting access to the rail lines. And of course, machine repeat, Greg Peterson will be on with an update of the used machinery markets. Go Cubs. Go Nats. Did I get go one? Cardinals. Go Cards. Go, oh, go Cards. Going back to the old days. Have a great week, everybody. Keep watching for those signals.